Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Flames fans, welcome to episode 40, the big 4 of Blasty's Corner. This is Grant Chung here with you with co-host Chris. Chris, we got, a, we got somebody that uh, you got to introduce here today, buddy. Oh, I know. This is my first time. I don't know how I'm going to do, Grant. Uh, <laughs> so far, I, bad. I, I brought, along, <laughs> brought along my good pal from out east and out west, all over the place, good friend Joel Newman. Hello, welcome. Welcome to the show, Joel. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I, uh, I'm working off just a few hours sleep, actually. I came back from Victoria this morning, so I'm a little bit nervous about what I'll say, but hopefully it's <laughs> not too crazy. But <laughs> I like it. Delirious. Yeah. Deliriousness yes. is always, it's not always bad. Not always bad. Um, but uh, this is a dedicated fan right here. Dedicated listener. Thank you for listening, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love it. You guys are awesome. You're fun to listen to, and you have some some spicy takes, which is always interesting to listen to. So, yeah, spicy. very spicy takes. We're waiting for the master of spicy takes to join as a guest, but uh, he's yet to make an appearance. Oh, he keeps he keeps pushing it off, making excuses. I'm not yeah. ready. Uh, I'm ready. A, a future a future part of the show for the fans is uh, slap shots with Chesney. That's what it'll be. A <laughs> uh, bunch of hot takes. One day. <laughs> One day, maybe in the playoffs, maybe in the but playoffs. I guess for now, it's just got to be slap shots with Newman. Slap shots <laughs> with Newman. Good. Yeah, yeah, let's go. It. Uh, so, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, Joel? How did you become a Flames fan, and uh, what do you think of the team so far this year? Yeah, I guess I'm born and raised in Calgary, so um, grew up as a Flames fan. You know, 2004 was I was in grade five, I think. No, grade four. So I was like pretty young, but that really got me fired up on the flames. And yeah, I've just followed the team ever since. Like to talk hockey with Chris. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, what was the other question? Oh, the team. Um, yeah, no, it's it's been super fun to watch the flames this season. Um, they just seem to be rolling. 
and they're just fun to watch and everyone's having career years it seems so that's always always really positive to to see so yeah i think i think we're looking pretty good going to the playoffs and i'm excited for monday yeah it's gonna be good yeah man career seasons for sure i mean you look at what just happened in the past couple games here matthew kachuk is now at our second hundred point player um lindholm gets gets up to 40 manjapani could get up there too uh, i think he's at like 36 or 7 mm-hmm. right now um shh, shh, Grant, no 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 don't don't bring that into existence <laughs> don't rick ball him um, well what if i'm yeah. rick balling it i could be rick balling it you know, <laughs> oh, i could sure. say he's gonna get the 40 he's not gonna get the 40 you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm trying to save the boys some money here boys speaking of rick ball joel did the ultimate rick ball and put on his summer tires uh i think it was last tuesday Joel, yep, right? yep. The day before it snowed. Sorry. Yeah, fuck, I did too. I, I did too. I gotta say, okay. I, I also did that. So uh, think, two Rick uh, balls. Two Rick balls here. It's, it's <laughs> like they didn't even look at the weather forecast ahead of them. Like, oh, this, this, there's no way this could go badly. <clears throat> I mean, it's April. Anyway, it, it, we all know. We all Alberta. know. <laughs> Albertans. We all know. Calgarians. You know. We all know what the weather's Shame. like out here, but. Yeah, more to the point. Uh, so, Joel, Monday, who would you rather face? Right now, it seems uh, they're in a pretty dead heat with the Dallas Stars between the Nashville Predators and the Dallas Stars. They're one point um, between them for uh, jockeying for position to not play Colorado. So uh, who would you rather have uh, in the first round of the playoffs this year? I kind of prefer Dallas. Um, just because Nashville has UC Saros, who I feel like he could just get really hot and totally take over the series. And that's what I'm most afraid of. I don't, I think overall, I mean, the Flames, they have a lot of depth. I think that's the huge strength of the team this year. And you're starting to see it now this the past, the past few weeks of the season with our, our kind of secondary scoring coming in to, to form a little better. So that's boding really well. And I think, yeah, I think we just, I, I'm not too concerned with the the forwards and the defense. I, I just think that it's it comes down to goaltending in those seven-game series. So um, I think UC Saros, I want to avoid him if possible. But yeah, that's just my my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I'm, I'm a little afraid of Dallas just because... They are still built like a playoff team. Their goaltending, like you said, is is not as impressive as as what UC Soros can bring to the table. But um, I I I don't know, man. I I know Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan, Alexander Radulov. Hints, they're not the the well. Hints is an up and comer. Um, Robertson is a, is a phenomenal player so far for them. Uh, but I, I I still feel that Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan have that extra playoff gear. And I don't want them to, because you, you you saw what they did last, the last time we played them, um, with especially with Pavelski too. He always seems to play well against Calgary as well, uh, even dating back to his San Jose days. Yes. Uh, so, but I yeah, think you just look at one. it from the other way. Look at it from the other way. Pretend yep. you're Dallas and you're looking at the Flames and you see Goudreau, Kachuk, Lindholm, um, Montrepani. Like you have all these guys, Coleman. Um, uh to Foley, like you're looking down our lineup and just like wow we have we're outmatched like those guys could just light us up and 
I think so. Yeah, as as you're kind of looking at the other side, and but I think when you look at the Flames, I think you'd be you'd be saying that even more you'd be even more afraid of facing the Flames. So I don't know. I'm just I think it's either either team. I think we have a really good good chance against. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say, though, no team would want to play Colorado in the first round. Would we all agree to that? Oh, 100%. Waste of eight days, as I would say. (laughs) (laughs) What a guy. No, no one wants to play Colorado. Absolutely not. Even though they are slumping coming coming in. So, who knows? Um, I I actually... Injuries, though, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm kind of wanting to just take a risk and just take the ultimate dark horse and pick Dallas over Colorado if that's the series. Oh wow. Just because I think uh <laughs> it would be funny if it happened. <laughs> um I would love it if it happened. <clears throat> and uh yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> and Joel, yeah. I also agree. I think I would rather play Dallas. Dallas. Oh. Okay, you think Dallas as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I we're not the same team that we were when we played them in the bubble. Like we're a couple years older bigger, harder to play against, deeper, better goaltending. Johnny's on a different level. Lindholm's on a different level. Kachuk's on a different level. They are a different team now than they are back then. And I think Dallas is just older. Um, and they have, like, yeah, they have a, a good player in Robertson. But, and Heiskanen is good still, of course. Um, but I look at that roster, I'm like, I don't know. I think if the Flames play their way, we should be able to win that series quite handily. You know, mm-hmm. knock on wood, not to Rick Ball anything, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but we're probably going to play Nashville. I think it's pretty likely we'll play Nashville, and I think we could still beat oh, them too. Not necessarily. I, no, not of necessarily. course not. There, there are close. Yeah, there there are ways. There are ways. I mean, yeah. tonight's tonight's game. It starts with tonight's game, right? Yeah. Uh, Nashville. We're playing Nashville uh, in Nashville tonight. And uh, the Dallas Stars are actually playing the Vegas Golden Knights as Big well. Game. That is going to be. I'm going to watch that game. Huge. <laughs> it's going to be a playoff game. That one. That's huge like... game. That's a huge yeah. game. Huge. Man. I mean, it's going to be huge. It's huge. That's uh, a must-win for Vegas. Like they need yes. to win out just to have a chance at making playoffs, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If they so lose, if out, they lose tonight, they Dallas needs like one point. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Actually, no, yeah, that's it. Actually, I think if they lose tonight, they're done. Yeah. So, yeah. That would yeah. be great. It'll, if be, it'll, be, if it'll be too much. Wouldn't I'd it? be so happy. Wouldn't yeah. it just be great? I mean, yeah. this, this, I, I do like this. I, I don't want to give Vegas the opportunity to uh, play in the playoffs without any cap. I mean, once they go into the off season, I think they're going to have to move somebody, maybe multiple somebodies. Oh yeah, cap compliant. By yeah, the they're way over. Yeah, yeah, like they're, 20, they're 20 million. over. Yeah, they're not close. So over. It's yeah. ridiculous, actually. How 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 over they are. Oh, I know. I want them and, to uh, eat it so bad. And you're like, you know, hindsight. We were kind of in the in the last one of the last teams to get Eichel. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are you guys now that you've seen Eichel on the nights? Like, are you kind of relieved that we didn't end up with him, or do you think yeah. that he would be a different player on our team? Different player. Different. Yeah. Eichel's an elite talent. Like, I feel bad because people are lumping like Vegas' struggles with Eichel as if it's all his fault. And like, yeah, he struggled <laughs> like, like lately. Yes, he's struggled, but like, man, 
<laughs> but it's when, not all on Eichel. Like Leonard but, was hurt, like um, needed surgery, and Eichel was just looking to get his surgery, right? Like that's all he wanted. He just wanted to get his his oh, neck yeah. fixed. You know, totally. and Vegas was willing to do that. So I feel bad because like everyone's like hating on Eichel and like, oh haha, Eichel, you're missing. And it's like, well, it's not his fault. <laughs> but he, yeah. True. I would just say that uh a lot of people like I've just been listening and they say about um, how important chemistry is and team chemistry and Vegas has been having a rotating door on their team just and not being very um, cognizant of, of team chemistry. And, and if you bring in Eichel that, that shakes up the whole team, he's a top line guy and like, how does he fit in? And I just, I'm kind of relieved that we didn't shake up our core. Like that's, that's yeah. part of the reason why we are where we are, I think. Yeah. It's a, it's such an interesting, because it, it all depends on, like, what would he have given him to, right? Like, if, I don't know. It's, he oh, there's big a, pieces going out. Like, there's yeah. top-line guys going out. Like, yeah. Kachuk, I think, was in the in discussions, or I don't know yeah. what exactly the deals were, but yeah. there was big pieces going out, and that changes everything. So, And, and I love Kachuk, but I think a lot of his, like, he, he can look at his 100-point, season and look over to number 13 and say thanks Johnny for 100 points because it's John not all by himself like Kachuk's buried but let's not pretend that the catalyst isn't number 13 in red so I think if you put like Eichel on that wing different a different beast I guess yeah no that's fair too yeah yeah I mean I I think Eichel definitely would have been a phenomenal talent here as well and you know he's been struggling so far this season but i mean man men's coming off major major neck surgery so i think yeah. he should get a bit of a pass and and i like what you said there joel about um the incong incongruency in in their in their chemistry like like you said they've been doing everything they can every type of uh gymnastic that they can to to weave around this cap compliancy and uh that means that you know major guys are sitting down munching popcorn um nursing their quote-unquote injuries, injuries. Uh, <laughs> such that you know you, you can't build that chemistry you know you, you're bringing in a, this top level guy and um i do hear rumors that uh, you know there are concerns with eichel's personality um you know, in, in terms of being in the room. So, you know, maybe some of these rumors that, uh, like maybe the rumors, there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so that, that is, that, that can be a a bit of a relief, but yeah, I I think if you were to make it here, um, under Daryl's team, I mean, there, there is no ego in that room. I don't think right now, uh, if he were to, if we had traded for him, um, I don't think, I think Daryl would have been able to handle that, I guess, or, or beat it out of him in a sense. Um, but in the end, I suppose it's a moot point. He ended up going to Vegas and he signed a long-term deal there. Uh, how they figure out the cap situation is, you know, that's something I am not envious of, um, Mr. Kelly McCrimmon to, to figure that out. But, uh, yeah, it would be great just to see them out. I mean, <laughs> I think at this point, everybody but Vegas is uh, is maybe rooting against them. Um, but man, that tonight tonight's game against Dallas is going to be huge. Oh yeah, for sure. 
yeah, it's going to be a good game. Yeah. And to be fair too, I mean, they've, they've been real bad. I mean, losing, they were winning what three to two, I think with a minute left in the, uh, in the third period in regulation against San Jose. And I mean, you allow them to tie it up and not only tie it up, but then also lose in the shootout. I mean, that's just, man. <laughs> that's a backbreaker. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, it's, they need that one point, right? They yeah. Got one point. They might miss out by one point, And that's, that's the one right there. Uh, it, it's such a funny thing. Cause like, you know, you go back to old games and the f- games don't matter. It's like every single game in this 82 game season matters, especially when it comes down to one point, like for Vegas, like, how many times during the year did they not win a game that they should have or took an opponent too lightly? You know, it's it's, it's funny because it, it's, every game does matter to some degree. You have, mm-hmm. to, you have to be very consistent in the NHL to make the playoffs. Only half the teams make it, I guess. Eh? So, yeah. Less now. Less now, I guess. Or is no? No, half. Just 16. Half, yeah. yeah. Right yeah. on cue. Math is hard. I'm not good at math. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, so predictions. Puck drops in just under under 25 minutes here. Um, predictions for tonight's game against Nashville. Uh, do we know who's starting yet? I think it's Vladar. Yeah, oh, that's good. good. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to see I, Wolf. I, yeah, I everyone. should start right. Wolf. There's no chance he's starting. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because we locked it up. Let's go. That's not Sutter. That's not what he is. Like, he's, he, wants to, no, he wants to win a round. He doesn't care about one game for Dustin Wolf. As much I mean, as Dustin Wolf has earned it. He's here because Marsham is nursing or whatever. Marsham is nursing or just resting or whatever it is. But yeah, I would say that Wolf would give us almost as big of a chance to win as Vladar. So I, I don't think oh, for sure. like whether you start either one, you still are giving yourself the same chance to win. So, but Oh, oh for sure. But again, it becomes, then it becomes then the mentality of the team and the mentality of the media becomes around Justin Wolf. And his yeah. start, and I think Daryl. Like, I mean, I think personally, I'd like to whatever. I would love to see Dustin Wolf play a game, especially like game eighty-two or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I think Daryl will be Daryl will be like, huh, whatever. Like, I don't want no distractions about playoffs. Play Vladar, you know, because he's back up <laughs> in the playoffs. His grunts. He'll interrupt. <laughs> he'll interrupt the media. You know, do all that stuff. Cut him off yeah. with a quicker remark. Yeah, yeah, good old Daryl. So I, I want to hear I, your prediction, Grant, because you absolutely nailed that one game. I can't remember which one it was, but I listened to the episode. Anaheim? Yeah, I no. think I listened to the episode no. after oh. the game, and I just like my jaw was on the floor because you oh. called like every goal score, you called the final score. It was oh. just a clinic. Don't remind them. It's lucky. It's just lucky. That was <laughs> yeah. luck. It's yeah. pure luck. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, I I would. Uh, I mean, if we want to play Dallas, I think we need to. We definitely need to win in regulation. Uh, it'd be good to keep the seed of doubt in Nashville's head at this point. Um, I was happy, like if if Ladar plays tonight, I was gonna say, um, like if I'm Daryl, I'm 100% playing backup tonight. I mean, I don't want if for whatever reason, you know, the boys have a night off, their minds are somewhere else, uh, we get blown out. I don't want Nashville thinking they've got Markstrom's number, right? I want them to have that seed of doubt thinking, oh, you know, Markstrom's Vesna um, candidate. He's going to be tough to play against. I want them to think that. So definitely Vladar in tonight. Uh, I'm going to say, 
I'm thinking, I'm feeling like a 3-1, 3-2 victory, actually. 3-2. 3-2 league. 3-2 victory. Yeah. For Flames. In regulation for the Flamers. Mm. Um, I need Coleman to get going. So I'm going to, I'm going to say B. Cole scores, <laughs> uh, scores at least one goal, let's say. Uh, and then uh, maybe two from Manje. Manjapane. Yeah. No. Get him to 40. Yeah, let's see it. <laughs> no. We oh, you're worrying about the contract. Oh, of course. Contract. <laughs> 40, 40 is a big number. 39 is, honestly, I think 39 is not as good as 40. It's like, could potentially represent significant dollars. Anyway. <laughs> Your prediction then? I mean, oh, he's at 35. He's at 35. He's still a ways. Still a ways. Mm-hmm. Um, predictions. Uh, I think the Flames are going to lose. Oh. I, I just can't. I mean, can't win every game. Nashville has so much to play. Like, this is like game seven. Like, the, like you got to think from their perspective, they do not want to play Colorado. <laughs> no one wants to play Colorado. Uh, the Flames are playing for nothing. Like, nothing. There's nothing. Just like, pride. Just pride. Like, and we've seen how the Flames do historically for pride. I mean, they're a different team. They're a different team. But you know, I'm a Flames fan. I've been Flames fan for a long time. So, uh, I'm gonna say they're gonna lose. Uh, they're gonna lose this one probably two or three to two. I'm gonna say three to two, but a loss. Forsberg okay. gets two goals and one from that rookie. Who I can't remember. Robertson. No. Tanner Jano. Jano. Thanks. The one. That's the one. Yep. He's gonna pop one. Yeah. And for the Flames, it'll be uh, two for Johnny. <laughs> Why not? Finish off the season strong. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna say four two for Nashville. I think they just get an empty netter to make it four two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think what Grant said is pretty true. They're a very very hungry, desperate team, and the Flames are kind of not putting it into cruise control, but they just want to get to the first round and get that started. So um, I'd really like to see Yarnkrow score because yeah. I've just been watching him and he's been absolutely snake bitten. Like he's gotten so many great A chances and just just the puck is up on end or he's hitting posts or like that two-on-one. I think he had a two-on-one with Johnny and he just railed it off the post. (laughs) So I would just love to see him finally get his first goal as a flame. And um, that would give him some confidence playoffs, hopefully. Um, But yeah, four, two, I I don't know. I can't, I don't want to pick goal scorers other than that. I think. Oh, you got to. It's part of the. Job. Oh, you have to. Okay, <laughs> yep. I, I think he's just. I think Rupe. Hins, I think he's really sick. So he'll probably bought a couple. Yeah, maybe in the game against Vegas today. Oh, oh, sorry, yes, sorry. That'd my, be great. My mind is my mind is off. That's the <laughs> that's sleep, sleep. The sleep deprivation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about the first round already. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Yeah, Forsberg, he's the easy choice, I guess. He's Ooh, always the flames. He's always the flames killer. So yeah, yeah he is. What a player four, Forsberg is, man. Four, yeah. four goals for four goals for Forsberg. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Probably the, <laughs> probably the nicest mustache in the league. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, shout beautiful. out. Absolute shout out. I love that yeah. mustache. It's always yeah, it's, perfectly manicured. Yep. Yeah, it's it's wonderful, isn't it? Yes. Wonderful thing. You'd Very hate that mustache in the playoffs, though. Oh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. absolutely hate it. Just Stupid shave it off. Face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
man how how uh, yeah definitely our crook's been absolutely snake bitten but uh how much how much do you think lindy and marky are uh ripping into him for not scoring a goal here uh, a lot <laughs> maybe that's why he hasn't scored yet he's too nervous he's <laughs> so nervous stick too tight yeah 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 you you gotta think that like as soon as he scores, the floodgates will just rip right open because oh, yeah. Joel, you're right. He's like, it's like a grade A chance at least once a game. It seems like like it's got to come here. It's got to. Yeah. Well, he's saving them for the playoffs, which is what we want. So <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's kind of a bust of a trade. Absolutely. But, yeah. So, boys, well, let's said- take. Sorry, sorry, Joel. Uh, let's just take a break real quick, um, and then when we come back, Joel, you wanted to talk about Milan Lucic, so uh, we'll let you have Adam. And then uh, we'll also maybe talk a little bit more about uh, the upcoming matchups in the playoffs. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This episode of Blasty's Corner is brought to you by DraftKings. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your province yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the show. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. And welcome back. So before the break, I was just saying how, uh, you know, we want to talk more playoffs. Uh, The Flames have clinched the um, Pacific Division. uh, First time since that hallowed 2018 season and uh my favorite quote from from daryl on that especially was you know it's it's great it's great accomplishment but uh you know you don't get nothing for it you don't get a trophy or nothing you just uh you get a banner up there but it 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 doesn't mean nothing um so i you know i'd like to say that we were able to achieve this you know despite despite the uh i mean i think Milan Lucic is 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 a very important part of this team. His contract is for sure bloated for what he brings. But uh, I know Joel, you have uh, a few thoughts on on Milan Lucic. So uh, let's let's open the floor up. Uh, let's let let you have Adder, man. Yeah, thank you. Um, I really, <laughs> I think Lucic when the beginning of the season, he seemed to be the biggest deal ever. Like he was just. I, ha- I had some stats written down. So in the first, um, I think the first 36 games of the season, he had nine goals. So that's a pretty <laughs> unreal pace for a fourth yeah. liner. He was just 
I mean, every shot was going in on the five hole. Like he just was feeling it. Five hole. Um, yeah, five hole. It just every time that's his spot. He, he picks it and he, he gets it. Um, but then since then, so since March, and this isn't including most recent games, um, but obviously there's probably there's zeros in that in these <laughs> categories. Um, so 24 games, one goal, one assist, combined minus nine. And I think what really frustrates about me about Lucic, it's not okay. He's a fourth liner. It's not important to be scoring and assist like creating offense like that's your secondary role as a fourth liner your number one role is to create energy and um just play hard minutes you're wearing down the defense but what frustrates me so much and i think was it the vegas game where he basically caused the flames to lose with a stupid penalty um and just every time he touches a puck it's it's off his stick and it's getting stolen and the momentum is turned the other way. And if he's in the offensive zone, the puck, it comes to him and he panics or he just doesn't have a good first touch to the puck and it turnover, turnover, turnover. I don't, I wish I had looked up his turnovers because that's, and that's an energy killer, energy sapper. And then he goes and takes a bunch of dumb penalties. And I'd say like overall for the most of the year, he's been pretty good with penalty being, um, just being smart, but I just recently he seems to be taking so many penalties, and I'd love to see some of those other um, guys we have out of the lineup or even in Stockton coming up and um, and filling that role, like bringing energy, bringing grit in a different way. And I know Daryl Sutter values them super high because of his pedigree and his playoff ability. I think that's when he'll maybe shine more, but it's just so frustrating to watch him, and I just wish that you could just sit him down. Daryl has sat Dubé. He sat like all these other guys. And I just, why not sit out Lucic for a few games and give another guy that's not going to bring you down a chance. That's just my overall I take on, on Lucic for the end of the year. Slap shots with Newman. <laughs> Woo! Coming at him. Ow, spicy. Chris, thoughts? Oh, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah no i yeah no yeah i, I do I, yeah he provides intangibles but you know joel like you know what when i watch him he reminds me of like me playing hockey with 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 you and, and like out east it was just like uh, i mean you know you're behind the play <laughs> just you're just you're just a bit behind the play he's, he seems a little slow coming back a little slow on defense you know he's not really intimidating physically because like how hard is it to dodge him? Not very. <laughs> like, yeah, what it's is a slow doing? freight train. The train drives. Yeah, you know exactly like where not, they're going. Like yeah. he's not laying out hits. Like he's not. He, he provides like a pseudo toughness because, like, you know who was tough. You know who instilled fear that you want Lucic to instill. And this is an old name, but Michael Furland. Oof. That's what we want mm. out of Milan Lucic. We want him to be a freight train running over everything that moves, giving fear into the defenseman's hearts. Every time they go into a corner, they're looking behind them, making sure Lucic isn't right there. You, you know, know, Kevin Bieksa still has nightmares <laughs> of <laughs> Michael Furland bearing down, about to demolish him in the corner from that series. Is it Michael that, Furkland, I think he's. Furkland. <laughs> yeah, Michael Furland won that series for the. Like, yeah, totally. He, he, and he's a fourth. He was a like third, fourth liner. Like, yeah. but he just went out there and he just hit bodies. Like, it was super intense. He took a couple boarding penalties, sure, but like the impact he had. I mean, obviously that's like 
top top level that's Ferlin at like 26 or 27 that's like a young <laughs> yeah. that's a young player Lucic yeah. doesn't have a, that same gear yeah. now but tall yeah, that's order, what we want friend. but but yeah. Lucic has more and can provide some level of that intimidation some level of that energy but right now it's just like he's just he's slow he's easy to take the puck from he turns the puck over like like Joe says and he's making six million on our fourth line mm-hmm He's not providing – he provides a intangible in the locker room. Sure, I can't comment on what he provides. Clearly, he's loved in the locker room. Yeah. Like, that much is obvious. So, that's important for sure. Mm-hmm. Is it $6 million important? Hell no. And I just wanted um, to say one positive about Lucic that yeah. um, he is probably top three most feared fighters. And that oh, yeah. does yes. give um, a lot of extra room potentially to players – to do their thing because they know if, if they do anything dirty to any of our players, Lucic is going to be there and going to mm-hmm. lay down the law. So that is one good th- thing about Lucic that he brings that he doesn't have to do it very often, but he has the ability to do it. So, yes. And here's my counter to you. Um, because what did Colasar do? In the he, yeah, he drew the penalty. He drew the, the two minute, uh, he whatever. Got in every single flames, head because Lucic, Gabranson all went over to him, you know, our toughest fighters, and all he had to do was not drop the gloves, and it, like, completely destroyed the Flames mentally. They were out of it. Everyone was going after Colossi every second they could get. They were like, ah, gotta get this guy. Like, gotta, and they lost the game because of it, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think Colossi drew two penalties from yeah, after least. that after that yeah. yeah it was that just threw him off the game right like five on five like everyone was, it was a distraction so you know I, you know if you're looking at video you're like how to nullify the toughness of Lucic just don't engage and then what yeah. is he he's not hitting you he's not scoring yeah I, it's yeah. tough. He needs to bring it. Like, and he can. And I, I, I have faith he will. Maybe he will I, in the playoffs. Yeah, I still like. I still like Lucic on on the fourth line. I, I do like him there. Maybe he needs a break. But I also don't think that would necessarily be good for his morale going in. Yeah. I think you play him and hopefully he catches it, and then he realizes this is probably his last go at it as well, right? Realistically. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. A long, a long take, longer than the original take. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Joe Grant. No, that's okay. Uh, one big question for you, though, Joel. Would you rather have Chris or Milan Lucic on your team? <laughs> Chris is probably better passer than Lucic. So oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's some big praise for, for old Chris there. Yeah, Chris, he's got eyes wow. in the back of his head. Wow, thanks. That's, uh, that's nice to say. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I... I, I I mean, I agree with you guys. I, I do think that he's he's definitely overpaid. He does make some some stupid penalties. He does make some stupid decisions. Like uh, some of the things that drives me nuts about Milan Lucic is when he throws a puck in the middle of the ice oh, without yeah. even looking. Like that that drives me nuts. Um, most of the time, someone's there, but the times that nobody's there, it's like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> just, and then he's just chasing. And you see him chasing, and you're like, you're not going to catch that guy. Like, just why would you do it that way? Um, so that that definitely drives me nuts. But I think to your point, I think that's the exact reason that Daryl keeps him in the lineup. You know, he's he's a feared guy. Like, guys, it doesn't matter if you don't engage with him. He's His presence is still there. He's still in the back of your head, right? Like, you cannot mm-hmm. engage. But, I mean, man, if he jumps you, he's jumping you. 
You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for like, sure. And and that's that is what I think Daryl wants to have. Why Daryl wants him to have to be on that ice. Um, one thing I do, I am like the only thing I'm concerned about with Daryl's coaching style is uh, what well, we all know. He's a rough and tough farmer. Grew up in Alberta. Um, so if you're healthy, you're playing, right? Like if you, I don't care if you've got like a, a sore foot or a sore arm, you're playing if you're healthy. Like if you can play, you're playing. Um, so I am a little concerned that he may be riding guys a little too hard and and maybe he's been riding Lucic a little too hard. He has played in most of the, if not all the games this year. Um, you, I think you do see he slowed down a little bit uh, throughout the year. Um, but at the same time, you know, what he brings to the team, uh, that level of fear that he brings to the other team um, is there. And, you know, Zadorov, we were shitting on that third pairing. <laughs> All like the beginning of the season, we were shitting on that third pairing. And it was deservedly never. so. They were they were really bad at the beginning. Um, but they figured that out. Uh, Zadorov now has played himself into a role in which he is an important piece on that back end. So you can't always be relying on Zadorov to come in and step in. But Lucic, that's his role. His role is to be on that fourth line, bang bodies, bring that energy. And hey, the unwritten rule, jump the occasional guy if he's if he's getting uppity, right? <laughs> if he's messing yeah. with your top line talent, you got Lucic there to say something to him. Um, and I think just just having that thought on the other team makes it so that, like you said, Joel, it, it allows them to to play their game, right? Uh, it, it makes them think, second-guess themselves before running in there with that hit. Like, that extra bit of hesitation might be enough for, for Johnny to slip through and be able to, to you know, uh, make that breakout pass to, to Kachuk and Lindy and and away you go. You're you're going the other way of the uh, to the other side of the ice. So uh, I think I think that type of it's it's the intangibles. But I mean, at the same time, five two five is a lot to pay for a guy on the fourth line, barely hitting guys. But um, I, I do think that Lucic will shine in the playoffs. Um, you know, when uh, when the game is a little bit more grabby, guys aren't as uh, aren't able to be as fast. Um, the way we're playing this season, I mean, just that dump and chase mentality, uh, cycling mentality, I think is uh, is is a type of game that that Lucic has has really um, thrives in, and Brett Ritchie too. I mean, man, he's he's really stepped up his game as well. I've I've noticed that uh, that he stepped it up with uh, on that fourth line with uh, with Lewis and and Lucic, and you know they're 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 pretty decent. Uh, <laughs> Chris doesn't agree. Is giving you acid reflux to to agree with me there, Chris? Or uh, Brett Ritchie has uh, limited to your son in NHL roster. Let's not kid anyone here. He, pucks pucks bounce off of like he had zero goals like two weeks ago, like zero points, zero goals. I know it's not his job, but you got to get something. Peaking at the right time though. Doesn't he have two in the last? Oh, one off. of those goals. One of those goals was to either tie yeah. the game or yeah, it was a huge goal to go up yeah. against. Uh, yeah, it was. No, not denying that, but. Uh, Right place, right time, man. 
right place, right time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, for Brett Ritchie, I think it's more like complete fluke than actual like good habits. <laughs> Let me just say that. Because <laughs> otherwise he would have 10, 15 goals on the year, to be honest. But uh... no, Buddy's got stone hands, though. I mean, he's just got to stand in front oh. and hope it gets oh. off of him. I mean, well, it's got to be a perfect situation. Yeah. No one around. No, everybody flat. around. It's got to be. No, everybody's got to be around because uh, then the goalie can't see. Right. The <laughs> like, oh, yeah. If it's a clear shot. Yeah. Goalie, yeah. goalie can't be in the net. It has to be a garbage, like pick up, <laughs> clean up goalie because go ahead. One. No, I mean, he's been a soldier, though. Yeah, right. Like he's 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 contributing. But I think I wouldn't mind if he was not on the team next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't go. Sorry, don't, Brett. Don't, I don't think. Sorry. I I don't want him resigned. I mean, we can we can definitely use that nine hundred thousand dollars somewhere else. Absolutely. And I mean, even if we don't, I mean, we can bring up you know a guy from the AHL, maybe a a guy who's been waiting for a long time, Matthew Phillips or uh, Glenn Godden. You know, one of those guys. Uh, yes, I think they deserve a look as well. Look, people will cite toughness, like for Brett Rich and like. Yeah, he's big, like, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're tough. Like, if you're behind, if you're slower than than another guy, if you're second into the corners, no one cares that you're six five. Like, Matthew Phillips, I bet would win most of the board battles against Brett Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had to put them two in a corner, like, and Matthew Phillips is tiny, but like, it, you know, and like he's, I don't know, it's just there, there's a level of skill I think. Uh, that we have players in the minors or whatever that yes, they're smaller and maybe they're not quote unquote setter players. Um, but I think they're still gritty. Like Pelche is a gritty player from what I've seen and Phillips is a gritty player. And so is God. And I don't think they're soft by any means. And I think they could play a style similar. Like, like I think they could play that checking style, like similar John, how Johnny's adapted, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Richie just, he's in the lineup because he's big. That's like, that's it. But- I think Grant made a really good point about the playoffs being more um, a little bit clutchy, grabby, a little yeah. bit slower. Like it's extremely fast, but almost slower in the way you can take the extra time to line up a hit or to finish a check. And I think Brett Ritchie, when I watch some of his games, like he actually does go in for hits. Like, and he's, he's a force. He can be a force, but I just don't, yeah, it's not consistent, maybe, and he misses a lot or on those hits. But I think in that playoff style game, I'm hoping that he can bring that. It's the same way that we hope Lucic can do that. But I, I, I think we, I really like Carpenter. I don't know why. Like, I hope he, he's a guy that is fast and he's mm-hmm. gritty and can hit and can pass. And like, I think he's a pretty solid solid fourth round fourth line i hope he gets into the lineup more i forgot carpenter was still there i I like carpenter a lot too like i thought that was a good move yeah he's been i think he was just literally a depth pickup like i think oh yeah i mean obviously if he was doing good in practice he would get more you get more ice time i think like he's i think he's not doing enough to supplant a fourth liner and like like, i don't think Lucic could not do anything wrong in Daryl Sutter's <laughs> yes. eyes to get pulled out because he can turn over the puck. He can take stupid penalties and stay in the lineup and other guys like Dubé or Chillington, or I, I can't think of guys right at the top of my head now, but 
they do a few mistakes or have like a couple bad games in a row, they're out of the lineup and someone else is in. But Lucic is immune to that, which is really frustrating to me. It it is frustrating, and like I I see that, and I totally understand. Like there is a a, a method to his madness, like mad mad madness. <laughs> um, I think because like look how good Dubé's been lately, and he's sat recently. Yeah, look at look at uh, who else sat was it Zadorov. Yeah, he's been like better, I think, and. Uh, I don't know. I think Shillington sat for a couple of days or a yeah. couple of games. I mean, he was yeah. kind of hurt, but hurt. yeah, yeah. And 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 Lucic is a winger too. That also plays a role. Like Carpenter's a center. Yeah. Carpenter plays all roles, but that's kind of a. I know Sutter He's more comfortable is, at center. Yeah, Sutter is big on his uh, positions, I believe. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, look, you're not right. Like yeah, Lucic just probably based on play alone. Yeah, you should sit. There's other factors, but yeah, you should be sitting. Yeah. Anyway, that was a good discussion on Lucic. Thanks for humoring me about yeah, that. Absolutely. I mean, There's... my 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 ideal fourth line for the playoffs would probably be Lucic, Lewis, and either Carpenter or um, or Ruzicka. Oh, Ruzicka. Yeah. I, I, I love time. I love me some Ruzicka. I, I want to see more out of Ruzicka. Um, I mean, I think Yarncroak has effectively taken. Ruzicka's spot in the lineup uh, since he's come over, but I'm not oh, I'm not necessarily mad about that. But I I would rather see Ruzicka play than Upret Richie. Oh, I think 100. I think Ruzicka, especially like lately, defensively has uh, struggled mm-hmm. with the pace of play, and I think that's a huge no no for Sutter. Yeah, yeah Ruzicka offers more, a little bit more offense, but it's not increment. Like, and if you watch, if you actually watch him in the defensive zone, he's he's kind of a mess. <laughs> he misses checks, misses coverage. Uh, sometimes he'll make a good play on the boards, like if he's there, but um, it's a bit sloppy, I think overall. Lewis Lewis does too. I think Lewis left I yeah. wide open for that one timer. So oh, he, he did. He blew by him. I don't know if I mentioned that in the puck. I was mad at Lewis. I think he was. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Bring it up. That, that was bad. That was his only job. It was only like there was only there was only like Eichel there. There was nothing else he was doing. He was covering for a defenseman, covering a guy. They tried to block vertically. Oh man, like we triggered, we draw. No. Anyway. Yeah, that was uh that was a surprising move. Like when I saw that goal, I was like, fuck. Like just that was it was just a beautiful goal. There's nothing you can do about that. Um, then I saw the Trevor Lewis blow by. I'm like, oh, come <laughs> well, on, there's there something to be done. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah. But what can you do, man? I mean, we're I I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this. Uh, I'm feeling good, feeling good about this uh, about this team going in. Um, our decor is 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 deep. You know, we're we we've still got our big six, but. Waiting in the wings, uh, Michael Stone. If we need a shot on that power play, uh, Connor Mackey. If we want to shore up the physicality as well, um, you know, I, I'm I'm a big fan. And uh, Valimaki, what are your thoughts on Valimaki, Joel? Like, where where do we go with Yuso Valimaki at this point? I think his stock has fallen. I think he was highly highly touted. Um, I think he had. I think those injuries really derailed his career so far. He's still quite young. I think he's 23 now. Yeah. I, I can't remember exactly how old, but so there's, and defensemen typically develop later. So 
if you minus those years of development that he missed, he's pretty much like a 21 year old. Um, so I think there is still hope for Val Mackey, but I just don't know if there's room on this team for Val Mackey, the way that other guys have stepped up and he's kind of fallen down the depth chart just based on his play. And I don't really watch or pay close attention to the, the, uh, heat, but that's Stockton heat. Right. Um, but just from the little snippets I've heard, like he hasn't been um, very impressive or, you know, he, I think he was scratched or I don't know exactly what, but he's not being, being used very much in the AHL or not having the best year. So yeah, hopefully he can continue to improve and maybe hopefully he can keep positive, like keep a good attitude because that can be pretty demoralizing to go through what he's gone through. I, the mental side would be really tough. Mm-hmm. So I don't, Yeah. He's talented, obviously. He has a lot of tools, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I guess the NHL is hard to crack a, a top a top six. So it's, it's a fine line. I think you're 100 right on his injury. Like I think he just lost a step. Like I think it was a huge injury. He lost a whole year. He's not playing hockey, and and I think mentality played into it too. I think he came back and was like, "Oh, I played for the Flames in the playoffs. Like I should be top six automatically." given this spot because of how I played in that Colorado series. And he wasn't ready. He was slow and frankly bad at the beginning of the year. So he got sent down. He was he pouted about it. <laughs> or he was was he scratched for a while? Like he was in the press box and then uh, yeah, yeah. He was and scratching. then it was like you're never gonna get see the ice, they like, sniff the ice again, so you may as well be playing somewhere. Yeah. He he was scratched and he was pouting. Uh, I think in a in an interview uh, in Finnish, I can't, that was a long time ago. Oh, I remember that. But but and then he got sent down his playing, which is good. But I, I think he just needs a summer of training, like get get his foot speed back up if he can. But man, like two pretty big injuries. He might have just it's a fine line. He might have just lost it. Same similar like Monahan, right? Like so many injuries has just brought down his level of play enough where he's no longer that elite player that he once was. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, he, I I agree. Like we saw it at the earlier of the year. I mean, when you saw him play, he he did not look like he, he wasn't as poised as he was back in the that series against Colorado. I mean, it it almost looked like he didn't know what to do with the puck when he had it. Um, he looked a little shaky with the puck, uh, and I don't know if that was because of the time off or if. You know, maybe he lost a step in his skating because of those those injuries that he sustained. But, um, you know, how valuable do you guys think he would be if he were packaged with a, with a Michael Backlund at the draft? Like, what do you think that could fetch us um, just to clear some cap space and, and uh, you know, maybe get a draft pick or two? What do you guys like? What what realistically could we get back with from a package of Michael Backlund and Yusuf Valamaki? You go ahead, Chris. I have to think about that. I think both of them. Oh, you're getting the first back. I think. Yeah. yeah. You think you think there's enough there's yeah. enough trade value there that yeah, you could get a first. You really yeah, think so, huh? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I like, think the, back. Sorry, go ahead. You have to. No, no, no. no I oh, wasn't going to say much more. Just like like well, I'm like, he's not sold. Like not got done as a prospect. I think maybe as a Flames fan, like we're just tired. A bit, a little bit. Drama. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's something to be said, but like he's yeah. not done as a prospect. Like I said, like if he has a full summer training again here, 
Uh, he had a year playing hockey again professionally. Um, come back with good attitude, maybe get a spot in the bottom six because look like I don't know if we're going to be able to keep both Zadorov and Branson here. So uh, there's spots available, I think, to be had. So um, I think he does have value even on this team, but if he was in a package, I think he does have value elsewhere too because he's still young. Like you said, mm-hmm. he's only 23. Yeah. Uh, and I think other teams will look at it as what he had done prior to those big injuries and be like, okay, well, this could be you know, potentially – if he everything sorts out a top four defenseman. Yeah, and that's a really good point. I think it's I think first round picks are a little bit overrated, especially like late first round picks. You have a guy, Val Mackey, who's already a proven NHL caliber player, instead of taking a gamble on a first round pick that might only play one or two games in the NHL and because well, I don't know what the percentages are on on first round picks, but it's like I just, I would good. value, it's not good. I would value, I would value a, a pretty high level prospect that has a pretty good chance at cracking the NHL full time over a first round pick. So I guess I'm, I'd rather not, not give up on Valimaki. Um, as far as Backland, I, I guess I talked to some of my other friends about this too. Like they uh, are not big Backland fans just on the, because of obviously like how much he gets paid and and I think he's in the sunset years of his career. Um he was an elite two way player, but I don't know if he's there anymore. Like he's like probably a third line center if he's on a strong team. So I guess that's kinda of what he is on our team. It's kinda of like two A, two B line. But um yeah, I, I don't see a lot of value. I'd say for Backland, I don't know. I that would get rid of some cap if we could get rid of Backland. That would be nice. That'd be the goal, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Five million is not. We we need that money. Like, we need Luch's money. We need Backland's money. Probably just to sign both Kachuk and Johnny <laughs> after the years they've had. Um, unfortunately, so there is going to be casualties. Yeah, Backland. Yeah, like I'm. He's had a great career here, though. It is. Kind oh of yeah. Yeah, he'd he'd be the longest tenured flame to go, I think. Um, yeah, if we were, but I I think I think it makes the most sense. I mean, yeah. you know, he's he. You're right. He's no longer elite anymore. We have Lindholm. Lindholm is the guy yep. who plays against the other team's best offensive forwards or best um, offensive forwards. So, at this point, Backlund is redundant. To say the to to be the most positive and and um, to to be the most negative, I mean he's he's a liability. He's just he hasn't been there offensively. Like he shows flashes, but then it's gone for like twenty games. Yeah, and, and just, you know I just I actually and... had a thought about that today. I was thinking about Backland and and uh, you know like a guy like Johnny or McDavid. Those guys they score a hundred points because. They're just so much better than everyone else in the league. They're they're eighty. If they have an eighty percent game, they're still putting up a goal and assist. Yeah. But Backland, he has to be at a hundred percent game in order just to be effective and just to get scoring chances and to be good defensively. If he has an eighty percent game, you're like, man, Backland really stunk today. But yeah. I just think like, I think maybe in the playoffs when when the really really matters. 
maybe he can elevate and he still has that top end gear. But for 82 games to keep that kind of intensity when you're when you're losing a step or a little slower, not thinking quite as fast, I think that's why you see those drop-offs in in performance over a season that you wouldn't see from a top player. That's kind of the difference in my mind. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, that's a good point. Absolutely. Um, He does have a modified no trade clause, so he gets a 10-team trade list. So that that might uh, change the package a little bit more. Um, Just just retain maybe a a millioner. Yeah, I I still think he'd get a first for him, but... Because, I mean, as a third, fourth liner, he's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He still has value in the league. There's definitely teams that could use him. Just, just and he's still this, valuable. Yeah, mm-hmm. just on this team, like, the money matters, unfortunately. We need to, yeah, we need to get out from under that cap space. So, yeah. you guys, trading Valimaki wouldn't be something that you guys would be looking to do. I'd want to give him one more shot. One more chance. Yeah, really especially if Zadorov and Gabranson are not going to be able to be re-signed. We need someone to fill that role. And Val Mackey might be that person. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, the only reason I think about it is is because, you know, I, I want to I wanna get scored. out from, from under that cap. We just scored, boys. Ooh. Who did it? Okay. Who done it? So let me hear your guesses. No one cheat. It's power play uh, goal. That's it. Power play Ooh. goal? Johnny. Say Lindy. No, Dylan Dubé. Oh, hey, wow. Dubé. Assisted by the aforementioned Michael Backlund. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, He's good. Peaking. He's heard us. He heard He's us. He's peeking. He's peeking. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. Good. Dubé needs to score more. Like, can we talk a little bit about Dubé? Yeah. Where, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, I was, I was going out of my mind with this guy. I mean, I just couldn't, you know, like, I, I couldn't believe that he had regressed so poorly at the beginning of the season. Uh, I didn't know what was wrong with him, but he's since, I mean, he's, he's stepped up his game. I'm, I've been impressed with the way he's been playing. He's playing with speed. He's playing with skill. And the thing that frustrated me the most at the beginning of the season was he was showing flashes of that. Uh, and then just like Backlund, he disappeared for 15, 20 games. So, um, I was even talking to Chris. Maybe we need to get rid of him to to save up some cap space. But uh, you know, what what are your guys' thoughts uh, about D- Dylan Dubé so far this year, and and what do you expect from him in the playoffs? Oh, I mean, I'm so, I'm so flippy floppy on Dylan Dubé, um, and I could I could tell because I probably said the exact opposite in other podcasts, other episodes. But I think uh, my opinion right now is that he's a young player and there's cycles and it's not linear. Development isn't linear mm-hmm. for everyone. Um, you're going to go through hard stretches, especially as a young player, not in a scoring role, which he wasn't mm-hmm. and hasn't been. Uh, not getting a lot of power play time, not getting a lot of, you know, prime ice with, with premium players. Um, so maybe he was trying to do a little bit too much and that was causing holes in other areas of the game and maybe now he's playing a more rounded team game and just playing the game and but you know at the same time there was a long stretch there yeah really long stretch where he was doing nothing <laughs> it was it was bad so ah but he's a young player i think if we let him go i think we would regret it that's my thought yeah yeah i guess 
um, maybe he's, you're kind of product to your line mates at some point. Maybe I, I can't remember exactly, but I feel like at some point he was playing with, uh, with Monaghan. So that's gonna, that's gonna really drag you down. And as Monaghan was slowly <laughs> descending from the top line or second line down to out of lineup. So that would have, yeah, that was, uh, probably affecting Dubé in those games. But I think too, Good like point. maybe, maybe when what Sutter was asking him to do was, be more defensive, be more intelligent in your own end. And as soon as you start thinking about what you're doing and where you should be, the play is, is past you and you're not, you're not able to excel. And I think maybe that's what he's now not really thinking it anymore. He's just reacting and just being more natural. And that just comes along with getting more comfortable as an NHLer and under Daryl Sutter and maybe with his line mates, he's been with the same line mates now for, a long a lot longer um so that definitely helps but he's obviously really talented really skilled has a lot of like speed good shot like all those all those components that make up a really strong player so he could be good for the like the long run i don't know if we can sign him um when he comes up but he look he and he has that like skill level too like it's like he has flashes of that like in the i don't know if you guys remember uh the dallas game where he scored two goals, I think, but he like just burned by one of the defensemen, like end to end rush in the playoffs, scored a beautiful goal. Um, I'm just like, holy, like this guy could be huge. You know, we missed, missed that a lot. And then up games following in the next couple of years, but um, avoided it. Like he does have that in him. And I think you're right, Joel. I think that's a really good point. He was with Monaghan. Um, he was an absolute sinkhole. Um, the evidence is mounting, unfortunately, for poor old Sean. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and uh, I think it was a pretty significant amount of time, too, with Sean. Like, they were on the third line together for a while, but um, and then also, you're right, like, as soon as you start thinking about defense and where you need to be at the NHL, that's too much, and you're already a step behind, yeah, yeah. Like so, that. he's peaking at the right time, too. I love it, yeah. Yeah. 17 goals, believe it or not. Almost 20 yeah, goals. Not Love too to shabby. Love to see it. Yeah, if you can get to 20, I mean, that's that's a, that's what you want out of a third-line guy, right? I mean, 20 yeah. goals is a lot for a third-line guy. I mean, yeah. that's what we brought in Coleman to do, score mm-hmm. 20, right? Like, that's yeah. kind of his baseline Ideally. we wanted to hit. Yeah, I don't know how <laughs> yeah. many. He got. He must be no, mid-teens. Uh, he's 16. He's got 16. 16. Yeah. Okay. Coleman does. Yeah. He, he's oh. been turning it up the last few games, I think. Yeah. Like he's been tipping him in and getting him in front of the net. Like he's starting to be effective. Boy, what Sneaky. a player. What a player Blake Coleman uh, is. I, I, love I love this man. Yeah, I, I love this too. man. Like he's just he's a, everything about him is just winning hockey. He's an absolute Swim. specimen of a guy. Yeah. Have you like I just saw a picture of his like in an Instagram picture? His legs are massive. He's got oh, like tree trunks. Sense. Like that makes sense. I would hate to run into him on the ice. Like, you would just... Oh, Joel, you'd probably match right up. <laughs> yeah. An Olympian over here. Yeah, let's not let's not forget. <laughs> uh, I mean, he must be uh, he must be learning from the the old Marty San Louis training program. Yeah, yeah. San Louis yeah. had huge legs. That, that well. picture, I mean, that is... picture is nasty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. San Louis. He looks like he has like. <laughs> <laughs> it's five two oak trees thousand muscles in his legs yeah, <laughs> like, literal like, why trunk. is there so many ridges in there? 
It's like that's just definition, Chris. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I I love everything about Blake Coleman. Uh, he's just everything about him is is winning hockey. It was a great signing uh, so far by by Brad Living. I was a little concerned at the at the term and the numbers, but at the same time, you know, four point nine for six years ain't bad for you know a guy who who knows just what to do to play winning hockey. I mean, I say winning hockey, and and what I mean by that is the the little plays to to get the puck out of the net out of your zone, right? Just just going in hard on the forecheck, coming hard back on the back check, just disrupting plays. Um, and just every time you go out there, give it your all. And, and mm-hmm. that's what Coleman does. He bangs bodies, he finishes his checks, but he's right back on that back check to make sure that, you know, he's breaking up passes or lifting guys sticks to try to get that puck out of, uh, out of the zone. And, um, just everything about him is, is, is what I love seeing in a hockey player. And man, that, that has a lot to do with motivating your players, your, your, your other teammates. I mean, you, you see that guy play that hard. You want to pick up your game to match his effort. Um, oh, totally. and Great what point. he does is it just, man, just, just the synergy he brings is just, man, Blake Coleman is a big, big fan. I'm a big, big fan of Blake Coleman. Yeah. I, like you said, you might be a little bit, you're not getting the value out of the end of that contract, but that's the, kind of the same scenario with Michael Backlund. But you know that when you sign the contract, you're like, okay, we have a chance to do something big this year or the next year. Like we need to bring this guy in. Like how, how are we going to make that work? We're going to get like three or four really good years out of him. Maybe the last couple of years won't be so great, but we want him in our lineup and that's the only way it's going to happen. So you just, you bite the bullet and you make that, make that deal. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's the price you pay to have a chance to lift the glorious cup. That's, yeah. That's what it is. Got to take chances. You do. And most people agree now. I mean, you know, the, the Flames, we were chopped liver for most of the, I mean, for the last the preseason. couple decades. <laughs> and year. the preseason, yeah. yeah. True, true. Yeah. Uh, we, nobody, nobody had respect on our name um, at, at the beginning of the season or the last 10 years. And res- I mean, rightfully so. We haven't done anything. Uh, but most most people most people are saying that uh like you know guys in the athletic um even there was an article that they came up with uh where they were i guess polling anonymous executives and and everybody seems to think that you know Cal- Calgary's legit like we have a legitimate shot um out of all the canadian teams we're i would say we're probably the deepest um yeah yeah, I would say so. I mean, Toronto's there, but I, I don't think their their goalie is as proven as as Markstrom is. Um, and I, I think I would the Pan- say we're deeper too. Yeah, Panthers. I I listened to your episode on the who you think would win the cup or come out of the East. And if I was on the podcast, then I would have said the Panthers. Yeah, I just they are terrifying. And adding Giroux, like I've just been looking at box scores, and Giroux is on the score sheet every night like oh yeah he's fitting in so well and he's still an elite player i kind of doubted him because philly like he's not really putting up the points that he used to he's getting older but that he was kind of a product of that team this year but now man he is he's going to be a scary guy to play against in the playoffs yeah 13 so, that's w's my pick. man 13 w's before that that loss to to the tampa bay lightning but they had 13 straight w's yeah, uh, 
<laughs> scary. Yeah, it's, it's uh, oh, that team and how much no Ekblad either. No Ekblad. How much, is it a, how much is it a product of? Uh, how much is it a product of the East though? I don't think so. I think they were playing some tough teams and they they were, they were looking teams. good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, look, I I like Florida a lot, but I I, I have them as a potential a potential upset also. Man, the, I just don't agree with that round. at all. I don't yeah, that's that fair. That's a hot take. I mean, they have 120 points, so it's easy to look <laughs> at uh, the regular season and uh, and be like, oh, you know, like, how are they going to do in the playoffs? And they're probably just going to outscore everybody because they score like four goals a game. Their average goals per game is over four. How b- bananas is that? Yeah. They're that good, man. It's their year. Yeah. Sam Bennett, yeah. man. He's, yeah. he's the catalyst. No, Sammy no, Bennett. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he's got, what, like 40 points? And he was, I don't know. Oh, if he's no, I think playing. he's got more than that. He's like second uh, line. 45. He's... Really? Okay. Yeah. Does so. he have 45 points? Yeah, I mean. It's Doesn't he have close here. to 30 goals, though? Mm, one second. I'm going to look it up. I feel like he was knocking on the 30 goal mark. Like, he wasn't getting assists, but, man, he was piling up goals. Yeah, he's, he uh, has 27 40, goals, yeah, 20, 20 assists. 27 points. 40, yeah, 47 Not points. a bad year, but... I mean, scoring 30 in this league is tough. So yeah. <laughs> that's pretty impressive for a guy. I mean, considering yes. considering his previous career high was 18. Yeah. Um, but but he only has one goal in his... One goal in his past 10, and only two goals in his past almost 20. Okay, so yeah, he's pro- that probably cold. lines up. I bet you that lines up with being removed from uh, <laughs> old Huey Do's line. Yeah, yeah, so no, because Drew comes in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, how much? How much is that, Sam? And how much is that just Huberdo being an absolute? Just Huberdo being ridiculous, man. <laughs> you know how long? Stuff. You know how long I've been watching Jonathan Huberdo and Alexander Barkov toil away. In Sunrise, Florida. Oh my God, I'm I'm just I'm just ecstatic. I'm over the moon for these two players that they'll actually be able to have a deep run this year. I'm hoping still ultimately that they lose to the Flames in the in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, but you know, obviously, you know, it's it's just nice to to see. And let's give big ups to Sunrise too. I mean, they're showing up for that team. I mean, that place was a ghost town. Uh, at the beginning of the year, once they realized what they had um, on their hands there, uh, the talent that they had, I, I think people started showing up to games. And... <laughs> They're like, oh, this seems good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. <laughs> and once, I'm sure, I'm sure back-to-back Stanley Cups, either south, I don't know, the geography. Um, I think it's more southern uh, Tampa Bay. Is, is... They're pretty close. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think after back-to-back Stanley Cup champs, uh, uh, wins in, in Tampa Bay has has given Florida Panthers some yeah. some extra fans there. So um, yeah, it's it's good to see. But boys, I, I know I know we said that we were gonna talk about playoffs after the break, but man, we're we're already over an hour here. So uh, Joel, promise you'll come on next episode and we'll talk about it. Yeah, for sure. And I wanted to like we brought up Hurdo and Barkov, and I wanted to talk about heart candidates and and heart predictions because i think that's a really interesting discussion as well so that we'll have to do it again very good yes that is a very good prediction I and mean, when when are they uh 
they don't announce those for a little while, right? Like after the play after the playoffs, they'd announce the winners of that. Uh or yeah, is that I believe pretty so. quick here. No, no, I think it's after the playoffs. Yeah, I think okay. it's after, yeah. Okay. Otherwise... Well, it's not like it's not like basketball where they freaking just announce it during the playoffs. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah, they announce it during the playoffs. Nah, that's not a distraction at all. Hey, just yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah, it's and and they don't announce them all at the same time. Um, but okay, I, I have a question. So, do votes have to come in from for the awards before the playoff starts? I, I, I think not, because I don't want the. I don't know though. It's a reg- those are regular season awards. I don't think that playoffs should impact those. Yeah, they definitely shouldn't. But they do. They, sh- they we should. Know they but, do. I, but I think it's a always. I think it is. Like I think they come in after the after the. Playoffs. Yeah. Okay. That's not great. So maybe the NBA has it right on that front. Just regular season awards, and then do the Conn Smythe and Stanley Cup at the end of the year. Yeah. After the playoffs. But I mean, like they could they could just collect the votes before the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and then, after. And then yeah. announce it after. I mean, let me look it up. Let me look it up. Actually, let's see the votes for. Yeah. Until the words. Let me see deadline. Uh, but to be fair, the NBA, the NBA is, I would say, the most successful um, sports league in terms of advertising their players and and um, you know making yeah. sure that the game is is flourishing. Um, because they they allow their players to be themselves the most. Oh yeah, I would say. I totally agree. Um, I, I like that uh, the NHL has adopted that the rule where they can you know the players can wear whatever um, they want coming in. Um, it was a kind personality. Of some of the, yeah, yeah. Show, show off a little bit time. of. Yeah, yeah. His what was it? His very um... tight suit. <laughs> that button looks like it's gonna pop off and i recognize tight clothing man that's uh yeah. <laughs> one doesn't really Boy, fit it, old it, luch anymore yeah. hey man it 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 adds to the fear factor you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, like you're right. seeing all the ripples all the ripples and is the definition in those oh, muscles it oh, adds to the fear factor my friends so it's it's all those intangibles you know yeah you pay yeah. that man that salary for for that exact type of thinking I wish I could get paid five million dollars to look good in a suit and be big. <laughs> what did your search results come up with? I didn't find it. Oh, okay. so I was hoping you'd forget. <laughs> but you didn't. Next podcast, we'll, we'll next get podcast to the bottom we'll of it. Yeah. Nah, yeah, the next one will be. I'm like, we'll make sure that we do another one before the playoffs start, um, and hopefully. The, by the time we talk next, the Vegas Golden Knights will be on the outside looking in because suck at Vegas. <laughs> the hell with yeah. you and your cap circumvention. Yeah, and your immediate success starting yeah. an expansion team in exactly. winning all those suffer. rounds. You have to suffer. You can't, you can't just go to the Stanley Cup final. You can't. Especially yeah. not win. I was so mad. If they were going to win, I was going to quit. Oh, they're close. <laughs> quit life. <laughs> just, just hide away for the rest of my life yeah so we'll catch you guys soon uh go yeah. flames go is it still one nothing for the flames for the boys uh, right now it is so it looks pissed oh <laughs> what else is new <laughs> what else is new? maybe it was a brett ritchie penalty or something Zdorov took one okay yeah yeah it's like a horrible stupid penalty like an unnecessary interference penalty man i mean that's 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 all of Zadorov's penalties i mean that is one thing we got to clean up is our penalties we've been taking a lot of stupid dumb ones yeah, yeah. yeah. Just unnecessary ones so hopefully they clean that up 
And you know, we know Brad Trilliving listens to this podcast. That's why he went right. out and got Tyler Toffoli. That's right. <laughs> and Yarn Croak. And Yarn Croak. Okay, Luke, just don't hurt me if you you listen to this. Uh, <laughs> I, I like you. Yeah, hey, last is podcast in the room. I guarantee we, it. I still, I we would love Luke. You just you, know, yeah. you, just, you oh, get paid five million. You guess what? You're gonna be you better be able to handle some criticism from a couple <laughs> yeah. podcasters with with Brad as our top <laughs> Yeah, so I'll uh, I'll 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 upload Chris's uh, home address to to the description, Luke. If you uh, want to go and maybe. <laughs> Say a couple things to him. him. <laughs> Give him Probably the only, the only human that's I mean, at least <laughs> fatter than Lucic. <laughs> Not stronger or athletic, but he'll still kill me. But <laughs> could look intimidating for the first ten seconds, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll. Awesome. Uh, this is Grant, Chris, Joel. Again, thank you so much for jumping on, man. And uh, I look forward to the next one here. Uh, it should be a good one. We'll talk playoffs. We'll talk Hart Trophy candidates, and uh, away we go, man. So thanks again for jumping on. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you guys later. Signing off, guys. See ya. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.